Hello, everyone, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. I'm Patricia Noldrain, your host for this episode. I'm glad you're here because you're here to, to hear about a sneak peek to our new video. The video is titled 10 Proven Steps to Raise Self-Confidence at Any Age. I don't know of anybody that wouldn't want to hear that <laughs> or even gain a little bit of knowledge, let alone 10 proven steps. Uh, how did I prove these? Because I saw them with my own eyes. I heard them with my own ears. You know, as I was a business mentor or am a business mentor, I listened to clients tell me all the time, oh, I can't do that yet. I'm ready. I'll be ready next time. And then they aren't. And then they'll say, well, no, no, it'll be the next time I'll be ready. And it's all about confidence. Finally stepping out there and saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is how I can help you. I think one of the things with adults, I think it comes from childhood, to be very honest. Somebody said something to us sometime that made us not want to maybe write your book or sing your song or do what it is that you want to be doing. But I'll tell you, today I just want to share, like I said, a sneak peek. I'm just going to share my favorite of the 10. And maybe just that one thing will help you move on your next project. Write your next book. Do whatever it is that you want to be doing. Now, I have 10 of them, and I love all of them. But somebody said to me, well, tell me your favorite. And I said, well, that's really hard. It's like saying, well, who's your favorite kid? And she said, no, seriously. I mean, which one have you seen probably the most results from? And I said, many of them. But if you're making me name one, I'll tell you what it is. And actually, it's number 10 on, on our list. And here it is. Catch them doing something right and then praise, praise, praise. Who are them? See, I'll tell you about them because them could be absolutely anybody. In my case, the first time I decided to catch them doing something right, I, I was 21 years old. I was a school teacher. I was the teacher, the brand new teacher that they said, we're going to give her all of the real challenges, all the kids that really give us a tough time, she's going to get them all. And that kind of made me mad that they're labeling my children like that. My first year in teaching, I had 22 children and I, I loved them all. They were all just so special. And were they difficult sometimes? Sometimes. I mean, do I need to label them as a difficult child? No, absolutely not. But here's what I found out because I was so young teaching at that time. I was kind of like their age almost. And so I knew I needed to take control. That was something that when I was in college, they told me the most important thing when you go out to teach, take control immediately of that class. And of course, you don't want to because you want the kids to like you. But I did. I had to be really strict, really strict the first month. And then everything was fine from that point on. But if I wasn't, I know that things would have kind of fallen apart because I watched it happen to other people that didn't take control. Well, as this teacher, what I started to do is notice different things with different kids, you know, like Tommy, he would fall out of his chair all day long. <laughs> he would just fall out of his chair. And so all of a sudden I thought, I'm going to catch him doing something right. And I looked at him and he wasn't falling and he wasn't being silly. He was just doing what he was supposed to be doing. And I said, oh my gosh, everybody look at Tommy. Well, Tommy almost fell off his chair again, but he sat there and everybody looked over at him 
And they were all staring at him. And I said, well, look at him. He's sitting up so straight and so tall, and he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Everybody sat up straighter, taller. I mean, they all did, the whole class. It was so fun to watch. And then I came up with another thing about after I caught them doing something right, I thought, I have to really reward them now. And so I bought a doll, a big doll. It was an Eskimo kind of overstuffed doll. And every time anybody would do something right, I'd say, you know what? Tilly is going to sit with you today. So when you walked in our room, you always knew who was doing the right thing, who was really being the best person they could possibly be, because Tilly was sitting there right with them. It really, quite honestly, was magical. And I want it to be magical for you, too, because, you know, you're not in my classroom where I would throw confetti and I'd have glitter going all over because I tell them they're in a magical place and they really believed me. But here's what I'd like you to try on this one, just this one thing, catch them doing something right. That could be catching your spouse doing something right, your parents doing something right, your child, your sister, your brother, a friend. You know, it could be so many people. So one of the gals, her name is, and she was working with me. So she decided she was going to catch her spouse doing something right. And she came in one day and he was doing some dishes. And she said, you know what? I can't thank you enough for what you do, how you pitch in all the time. I, I just, I don't think I even praise you enough for doing all that. And she said the difference in the next couple of hours, the next day was unbelievable. She said it truly was unbelievable. And that's why I want you to try it also on anybody that you can think of. Now, here's another one. Catch your teenager doing something right. <laughs> okay, I know most of them want to be in their room. They want to be with their friends. They want to be on the phone, you know, whatever. But this person, her, her name her name is Mary. Her daughter's name is Aisha. And Aisha was just like any other teenager. She just simply did not want to be out of her room. <laughs> So one night, and she had to, by the way, because Mary would make her come out and eat dinner. And one night when they were at dinner, uh, there were five of them. And Mary decided, because she had heard from me that I wrote this book called What Was Your Highlight Today? And I told the, the audience, I said, this has been the greatest communicator, that uh, the communicator tool, I should say, that I have ever come up with. And the only reason I wrote a book around it is so that you could share the highlights and give it to them as a gift sometime. I didn't do that part. I forgot to write these things down and they were precious, precious moments over many, many years. Well, Mary decided, okay, I'm going to ask Aisha this. Aisha, what was your highlight today? And Aisha just looked up and looked at her like, you know, they only answer with one word. Yeah, fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but this time it was a whole different question. What's my highlight today? And Aisha really thought about it. She thought, I really do want to think about what my highlight was. Oh, I know, I know. I helped a, this friend today. Well, she's not really a friend. She's going to be a friend. But she was so upset. She was crying because she had been cyberbullied, which makes me crazy. Uh, it's, it's, to me, it's people hiding behind computers doing stuff, you know. But we talked for a long time, Aisha said. And I could see that she kept getting better and better all the time. Well, what did Mary do? Instead of Mary saying, okay, what was your highlight, David, or whatever, she went, she said to Aisha, I cannot tell you how proud I am of you. And Aisha's kind of looking at her because she's not heard this kind of language for a while. I mean it, Aisha, to have you be that sensitive to this girl and to listen to her 
and to help her so that she kind of stopped crying. She wasn't quite as emotional about it as before because of your words. Do you realize that? And Aisha was really taken back by that. She was like, oh, wow, that's great. Aisha completely changed from that time on. She was out at the dinner table before anybody else was. Try it. I think you're going to love it. And by the way, if you're still looking to find your purpose, your passion, your maybe unique gifts, I have a program that helps you do just that. It also helps you make the money you want to make with what you already know and love. Yep, that's right. Teaches you how to do something that you know and that you love, even if it's something that's on the side. Maybe you have an eight to five, but this is something you love, so you can't wait to get home to do it. Well, that program is called Your Gift is Your Niche. Y-O-U-R-G-I-F-T is your niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And you can read more about it. I'm actually going to place a video on there too, because I think it will really help people understand what they're going to get when they come into this particular program and how they're going to leave it. Uh, You're going to be a different person. It really is a transformational program. And I'm very proud of it. That's why I talk about it almost every podcast. Well, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to hope that you're going to try to catch somebody doing something right. One one man, by the way, stood up in the audience and he said, what about catching yourself doing something right and praising you? I, Absolutely. If you can do that, I want you to do it all day long because it's a great way to make yourself feel better. So until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain. Thanks for being here.